So here we are, episode one of 40s in the City. I'm Audrey and I'm Jennifer. Today's episode, we are going to talk about entering cuffing season in New York City. It is mid-September, officially September 16th, and this is a time of year when the dating culture, just the culture in New York in general changes. A lot of a lot of people's attitudes about going out and you know how we're living our lives changes. But before we actually get into cuffing season, we're gonna do a review of Hot Girl Summer and how Hot Girl Summer went down. How Hot Girl Summer never went. <laughs> <laughs> the Hot Girl Summer that never was. So, um, well, let's kick it off. We we went to a singles event. And when was that? That was in June, right? Was it June? Maybe no, July. July. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because I, I got out of a, a serious relationship of two and a half years at the end of June. And so Jen told me that she was going to singles events. And I, I thought, oh, you know what? That sounds like a good way to meet people right now. I was not keen on getting back on dating apps and I've never been to a singles event. So I thought I'm, I'm not exactly ready to date, but meeting people at a singles event in person might be something I'm willing to do. It was about a month out of my relationship. So, and for you, Jen, you had been to singles events before. Just a few. I think I wanted to hit this hot girl summer really hard. I had scoured the internet, tried to fill up my calendar um, so that I had things to do. And so I have my summers off. Um, I'm a single mom, but um, my uh, daughter goes away for the summers. And so, yeah, so I scoured the internet, all these event brights. Way back, I did a tantric event, a tantric, oh, speed dating, a tantric mm-hmm. speed dating, <laughs> which was really interesting in itself. That's that's another one. Which I was super interested in going to, but the one we went to was definitely not that. <laughs> it was definitely not that. I think I found this on Eventbrite. I'm all over the meetups, Eventbrite, online. I'm all over, like, anything to do. I feel like I'm still new to New York, and this is also, like, post-COVID times. And yeah, so this singles event, I don't even know who organized it, but it was a 40s plus. I think I was on a mission also. It said said 40s and 50s, the invite. Yeah. Okay. Well, 40s, 50s, not 70s. Well, (laughs) (laughs) but let's be clear here. It said 40s and 50s, but there was no event organizer checking the ages of people they were allowing into the event. We're noting that because there were some zombies there. <laughs> oh, okay. It was, it was rough. It was rough. But to go back to the post-COVID thing, that's an important thing to talk about because I, I yeah, it's just, it's really different in the city. I lost a lot of my community. It's, it hasn't been easy to meet people in person. So yeah, I was like 40, 50 singles event. We show up. Well, you got there before well, me. Well, and also the post-COVID, we are realizing really hard, the hard way that dating in New York City post covid is a, a different it's different ball game right it's now it's different yeah. and and i will say dating in new york period because i come from the west coast so we don't have a seasonal change where there's transition from all of these things so everything is like summer everybody's ready to go out you know i like to try to like gather a bunch of nuts so that i go into hibernation which is you know cuffing season like we were talking about so yeah, that didn't pan out so much. But anyways, back to this singles event. So it was like 20, 25 bucks. 
we'll put the <clears throat> event organizer on blast, maybe, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I don't think we should. I don't think we should. I mean, I think the organizer itself did a good job. It was like kind of easy to get into. And then we invited another yeah. friend. And they did kind of icebreaker things yeah. in between. It was at a bar. So of course you're ordering drinks. And if I can if I can add something, the other reason I was really interested in going to a singles event. So pre-COVID, so I turned 40 like two months, three months before COVID started. So I actually, and then I just got out of a serious relationship, right? So I actually haven't been dating very much in my 40s. But what I had heard from people was that as a woman, once you get past 40 on a dating app, your like visibility goes way down. I'd, I'd heard from other friends that being in your 40s as a woman on a dating app is just terrible. And you don't, you, a lot of people aren't looking for women in their 40s. So I also thought, oh, I won't get on the dating app, but more on that later. <laughs> so I'm thinking singles event is maybe better to try now that I'm in my 40s and I'm, and I'm out there dating. I, look, I was going to stack up my calendar which, with a bunch of them. I yeah. think I had, had shared with you, there was a secret singles, that, which was just at a bar. Look, this is a racket. And whoever's doing this, I even yeah. thought about this should be a side hustle a for me because <laughs> another one that I saw was a bunch of different type. They were segregating it sometimes by race, sometimes by age. But I noticed that there was a bunch that were 2030s, 40s, 50s, and it all ended up being the same day and time and different like they were yeah. races. So they were, they were marketing towards those and then they were secret singles. So you wore a band or whatever, and then you paid to get into a bar, which was just a bar that was not closed off. And they literally said that, that it's uh, open to the public. So the way that you differentiate from who's at the event and who's a single is like, you know, your wristband because you paid again. Mm Like I could just do that at a bar and then go up front and all you have to do is sign up for an Eventbrite and then put that out there and then just have people go into a bar. And you're still you're paying just... 20 bucks for it, like for that wristband <laughs> or something, right? No, I, I read about that in the New York Times. There was an article about that where you put on this wristband and then like everybody would convene in this bar in Williamsburg. I also heard that dating apps like and... Tinder or Hinge or whatever are starting to have their own in-person singles events too. So they're they're kind of really popular right now. That, that would be interesting. I mean, just like yeah. a bunch of people at the same. I think I was in the mode with the segregation by age of right. I need to date, you know, pre-summer was I needed to, you know, I want some guys who are in, you know, the 40s who, you know, got their stuff together, may or may not have been in relationships or, or marriages and right. just kind of, I not, I'm not looking for a, re- a relationship, like hardcore relationship. I'm looking for a casual, but also, like I said, I'm looking for all of the above. I'm like a casual, maybe sometimes relationship, but nothing like super serious, Mm. but I wanted to get different. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for my life partner. (laughs) I mean, I think it's the fact that, right. I've divorced and have a kid and a female and a daughter and don't want to have, don't want to live with anybody. So I want a relation and that's just going to be hard to find. So in getting there, I want to have fun and be happy along the way. Yeah. That's where we're different too. I should say I am single, never been married, no kids, and I never wanted to have kids. So yeah, that is a big difference between us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, we're obviously giving this singles event a thumbs down. We don't need to get into it because like I said, it was just icebreakers. You've got, you know, Tales of the Crypt there. And then you've got some that were questionable ages that said, you know, whatever. 
and just Some nothing had, attractive. Like, cognitive difficulties or definitely speech problems. I mean, it was it was it was a little heartbreaking actually. I was you were very nice. I I because I I I tapped deep into my empathy and I thought, look at these guys who are out here, probably in their sixties, somewhere close to seventy, like you said, and like they're trying to meet people and they're putting themselves out there. Good for them. And so I was very nice to everybody, but it was, it was a challenge. It yeah, it was a challenge. And then that was like, oh, I was like completely like number one <laughs> singles events. I completely X that out. I was like, take the, all of those out. Cause like I said, I was looking at the singles event too. And I was like, okay, this is just all going to be a sham looking at it from, you know, the age group and everything. And I was like, let's see what's up in Portugal. <laughs> You had seen this, you saw that viral meme online that was like some girl had shared, look at my dating app matches from Portugal. And then Jen literally were taking a walk around the park a week later and was like, I'm going to Portugal. And I was like, what? Well, it was just all of it because, okay, going again, not that I want to stay at the singles event, but you're there, you're buying drinks. They're like $15, $20 drinks. I got hangry. I wasn't as nice to the fellers, <laughs> because, um, you know, the, what was just obvious. It wasn't that I was mean. I was just, I got hangry. You're out a hundred bucks from the event. And then we also like roam the streets after, yeah. right? We were trying to look at other bars. And it was a hundred degree day. I took a train that had two cars oh, without yeah. air the conditioning. Absolutely has everything to do about hot summer, brutally hot summer, dating in the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you're trying to go like physical without like, because everybody's trying to go beyond the dating apps. Right. Right. We're all looking for. So after we went to a bar, I don't, what area was that again? In uh, the, the village. village. Yeah. yeah. West village. Yeah. And there were all yeah. kids in their twenties. Yeah. 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 So look, I don't know. Even though you know? I, I thought that would be a part of town where people would be older, but on a Friday, Saturday night. But it's different probably now too than it used to be before for True. whatever reason. True. And so we went around a lot of different places, even just walking there. It was a lot of people in the twenties. So yeah. Yeah, So, so, okay. So Jen declares a week later, she's leaving for Portugal. And I, I decide after this evening, well, maybe the only way to meet people in their forties and fifties is back on the dating app. So I got back on the dating app and then, and then Jen's taking out for Portugal. Yeah. So it was also the heat, you know, everything was was so expensive. When you want to go to an event, there was so much to do. Yeah. But yes, it's expensive. And life in the city is more expensive in general too, post COVID. Yeah. 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 And I was just feeling that because I was swiping, I was swiping away, you know, pre, pre pre-summer. Like I said, I, you know, kind of do the work beforehand, do the prep work. And there was just nothing. Oh, I did have and a had that yeah, date. Yeah, I had, had a bad date. date. It sounds yeah. so the same week. It was more than just a singles event. Yeah. Because we talked about your bad date in the car. Yeah. 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 So I had a, you know, bad date on a Thursday. People do this, right? Why do we do this? Like, it's partly me too. I think I said, let's do Thursday, right? Is right. I feel like when you don't get dedicate Friday, Saturday, yeah. that... You know, but it is kind of a first date thing. It's exactly. typical of a first date first thing. First date is like, usually not a Friday or a Saturday. Let's see before I commit my weekend, which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just one weekend, you know? It's all about the weekend. Like, what's, like, who cares if you have nothing going on on the weekend? It's okay. But there's this whole song. There's this, like, this whole pop song that's like, you're my Saturday. Like, Saturday is a sacred day. Like, if you get somebody Saturday, you should feel special. Yeah. So anyways, the <laughs> event was whatever, Friday, right? Okay. 
and I had a bad date on Thursday. It wasn't that bad. It just, I don't oh. know what made it super bad. The guy he showed was... up in his after work clothes and told me beforehand, sending me messages, did you get a new pair of heels? And I'm like, oh, we're going like that. Oh, I've got the best table in the house. Oh, the best view. Yes. We came up and it was a a street view in Bay Ridge, first of all. Okay, we're not anywhere special. In Bay Ridge. <laughs> and um, it wasn't a special table because they were just like, oh, how about here? You know, he came in like what looked like hiking clothes after work. And look, it's not even just all about that. I think that's no, he sounded, part of the whole package. He yeah. sounded, to me, when you told me the story, he sounded either very damaged or narcissistic. Maybe both. Well, he just did that insecure thing. Like super insecure. That I think we all do is maybe you like somebody. And I, I noticed myself doing this one time. I can't remember when, but I just was like, ooh, hold back. I think because I was really attracted to this guy, I was like, oh, let me see what I can talk about myself that would win him over, right? That would get him to like have another date or anything with me is he was like selling himself. And I had this a long time ago <clears throat> with the military guy, I think because he was really trying to look towards a relationship. He did 20 questions. What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite color? I was like, favorite color? Like, you know, yeah. does that matter? Are you going to X me out if I say red, if I tell you? Like, <laughs> you know, but this guy started to get into like, what do I want? The Thursday bad date. And this was off of Bumble. He was attractive on his profile. He really read my profile and brought it up. And he said, let's see, you said that, you know, you're a goofball and you just want to laugh. Um, for me, a sense of humor is a big thing. And he goes, oh, so tell me a list of what you, you know, what qualities are you looking for? Right. Mm. And how, how do you feel about lists? Do you have a list? So, <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard when that. I, when know. I see guys' profiles that have a list, like of this long list of things they're looking for, I actually don't like it. I don't think it's a profile thing. Oh. I think that's way too much to yeah. put that on a profile. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. A conversation, and it should be a more casual because, again, I think I keep like mentioning how when I'm pressed with something, I was like, I don't know if I have a list. I heard firsthand from a woman who had a list. She was like, okay, this girl was like five foot. And she was like, has to be six foot three. And I'm like, what? You're five foot. Like, wouldn't five nine be great? You know, because yeah, a lot yeah, of them yeah. are five nine. <laughs> but, or say they're five nine. Why is height a thing? That's I know. I know. Because yeah. women want to feel secure. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. They want to be empowered and they want to feel secure by somebody who overpowers them, is taller than them without the DV. Right. You know? Yeah. However, anyways, she had a full on list and I was just like, wow, that's, you're just like, that doesn't sound sexy. No. Like I'm a female and I'm just listening to her. I'm like, you know, not attracted to her or anything there, but as a friend, just hearing that, I thought that was like, that doesn't sound sexy. Like how, do, how does that even come up? You just automatically in your head when you're sitting across from them, yeah. you start checking them off and crossing them out or how, and people have lists and I respect that. And I have, see, it's I have more boundaries. List. I think yeah. I have boundaries rather than lists. So. Yeah, I have a list now, but like the kind of list I have, though, takes longer to find out about a person. It's like it's stuff to do with their character. Like I want a guy who's yeah. giving or like, you know, who's emotionally conscious or, you know, whatever. It's like the kind of it's not the kind of stuff you can just quiz somebody on on a first date. But yeah, and I guess so I definitely have characteristics. Like I want a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, somebody yeah. and I realized that, right? I was yeah. very like, I'll split the bill. <laughs> I was very like, I can get the that, door. Did you tell the guy your list? 
I think I got to like, dude, every single response I had, he <laughs> went on for 30 minutes about how he had those. I think I was like, I was like, I don't have a list. I don't have a list. And then I was like, okay, you know, push comes to shove. And uh, I was like, okay, height. And he goes, one, six, three. And he went, on, he went on for 30 minutes. And I'm like, I can see you're you're sitting across from me. You stood up. Like, I can see your height. We don't need a full-on discussion about how tall you are. But then he kept using that against me later, how, oh, you know, if you don't, if I don't continue to date him, everybody else is like, you're going to get short, fat, bald, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I, it, it was my mistake. That's such a red flag. Because I also mentioned my ex-husband. I was like, well, my ex was you know, just a half inch or an inch shorter than me. And then he used that against me the whole time. Like, see you, like he literally said, see, you had that. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck off, dude. Like, don't use that information against me. Yeah. Of what I had. Like, that was a whole eight year long marriage like relationship and marriage, you know, like there was more to that, but, but that became a thing. And that's not always, that's not a deal breaker, right? If you really get to that point, but it's a nice to have kind of thing. But yeah, that was a total red flag for me about him. When you told me that I was like, oh no, oh no. Well, (laughs) don't see him again. Yeah. And then I said, sense of humor. And then he was like, oh, you want to hear a joke? Like immediately I'm like, no, dude. Like, it's not the joke, you know? <laughs> what did the guy say when he went into the bar? Like, no, like, oh, le- no. like it's just talking and getting to know each other. No. And then it just kind of went on from there and it really spiraled. But, you and know. He, he ended up disconnecting from you on the app, didn't he? Yes, he did. Well, this is, so this is a thing that's been happening. This has that's, been happening. That was wild to me. because Multiple times now, five yeah. times. Either once we get the exchange numbers on WhatsApp or whatever, or we've met in person and we've gotten the phone number, they disconnect. So I don't think they want to see like activity or something, but I, I, I'm not used to that because well, 2020, you know, hate me or not, but like, I've still connected with people who I match with way back where, you know, we either ended things or not. One guy ghosted me, but we're still like, he didn't unmatch me. Yeah. You know, and he literally ghosted me. We had one date and he ghosted me and he was, you know, hot silver Fox, but you know, whatever his loss, but um, I had a guy unmatched with me recently just because he didn't like the way I responded to one of his messages. Interesting. It was like, yeah. And we had exchanged like four messages or something and he wrote something, but he didn't ask me a question. He wasn't driving the conversation. And I have a hard rule these days. I am not talking to anybody if I'm the one who has to drive the conversation. If I'm the only one asking questions and I'm the only one trying to make this interesting, that's exhausting real fast. So he made some just like bland response. And I just said, cool. That's nice. And he didn't like that. And he said, oh, his response literally was like, oh, you know, tell me you're not interested without telling me. I've got stuff like that before. And then he disconnected from me. Oh, I've gotten, I've gotten stuff like that before. It was like whiplash. Not not recently. It was on Bumble. And it was like, I had just gotten back on Bumble after my, after my breakup. And I was like, what? I've gotten stuff like that. Maybe 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, dodged a bullet. But no, but but this guy that, that disconnected from you, was it because you didn't reply to his like last text message or how did that happen? Yeah, interesting. I think um so he was pitching himself and you know, we mess I judge it on the kiss. So yes, we did kiss, even though I was already <laughs> Well, he talked about how he how he could have whoever like this why does this always come up? Can can he can men have whoever he wants? Just like remove this from their vocabulary on period. I was gonna say on the first date, but let's just period. You know, I can have whoever I want if I just wanted, you know, 
sex, then I would just be able to go get it and pay for it on this way or that way or whatever, or from the girl off the street or all this stuff. Like, why is Jen, this conversation still? This is like, I've never had a guy say that to me. This is like early really? 2000s. Okay. I, I don't know. You know, no, but we, we date very different kinds of guys, I think, which is, which is interesting, but I've never had a guy say that to me. Well, he saw that I, I kind of like questioned that. And I was like, what do you mean? I just like dug into that a little bit. I wasn't, you know, look, it's just, I just didn't like, it just seemed distasteful. And then he got a sense that I didn't like that. And then he like disconnected from the conversation was completely looking away because he was fully like, you know, like I said, 30 minute responses on like what, I, like proving that he had. And, I mean, and but then he still kept going on after we went for a walk and all these things. And then it just sounds like he has the most fragile ego in the entire world to me. I mean, that's how he sounded. I think he had just been new to dating, like in the, like a post breakup, you know, he had an mm. older kid and then was focused on that. And then it was like six months into it. And maybe okay. he, he was saying that he didn't have really good luck with dating or, you know, mm. he didn't really like anybody, but his wife left him. I'm not sure. I didn't dig into that because I, like, I would that's put my money rule on number it. one. I would like, put I money on it. Yeah. And anyhow, we were texting and he just said, it's on you. Well, look, so we kissed and we messed around just a little bit because I'm about the kiss, like how yeah. I can get past certain things or it can be, you know, in a different category, you know, like this doesn't need to be somebody that I sit across <laughs> from the table and have conversations <laughs> with. <laughs> you can just shut up and turn the lights off. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, but anyhow, then he said, it's on you. And I said, I forgot what I said. I said something like, you know, you seem like you wanted more of a relationship because that's what he was setting himself up for. He kept saying, I, Hey, I don't do nothing. Like this also needs to remove, be removed from men's vocabulary. Like they're so innocent. Oh, all I do is I go to work and I come back and I'm alone and blah, blah, blah. And he kept saying that and he was like, I have, you know, full of time. I sp- and then I spend Sundays with my son and blah, blah, blah. So this guy, this bad date, I actually, you know what? I'm changing my theory on him. I, I don't only think his wife left him. I think his wife might've cheated on him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I didn't even ask anything even, about that when it know, happened. But it wouldn't even, surprise I wouldn't me. even get it a word in edgewise on that conversation. Me. He yeah. was into, you know, selling himself on, you know, how tall he was, you know? Yeah. So whatever. He said it was on me. And I was like, you seem like you just wanted a relationship because he was going into that. And he said, you know, what do you mean? Or like, I think he was trying to backtrack because I was basically trying to say like, look, oh, I said there was a physical connection, but I think that's about it. And he said, what else is there? And I'm like, well, duh. Oh, like, what else is there, Dan? <laughs> intellectual, like other stuff. And we just didn't have that, <laughs> you know, but I was trying to open it up for that, but it just wasn't working. And then, you know, he, I, I don't know. I don't think I got on back, back on Bumble to see until like a couple of days later. And then I noticed it and don't know if he blocked me or not, but I just, we just kind of left it at that. When he said, what else is there? I didn't respond to that because um, How do it's you a long response that. Yeah. Well, the reality, yeah. That there's like emotional, intellectual, like all the other senses. <laughs> well, now we know why his wife left him now. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. So that was that. And then the singles event. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going up to Portugal. (laughs) So Um, you had your month in Portugal. And so, so while Jen is in Portugal, I get on the dating app and I meet someone immediately. Actually, the first 
date, I had a Bumble. I was like, oh, this guy is great. And I'm, I got off the app actually, like, I think after our second date and I'm like, I'm done with the app, dropped all my other conversations. And I was just like, boom, swept up in a one month dating story that, well, we, we can discuss it more later, but that's just a preview of what I was doing while Jen was in Portugal. And how was your month in Portugal? It was good. I mean, look, I don't knock the passport bros because, you know, I'm a passport gal myself. I like to date when I'm abroad. Sometimes I've been abroad for like work or extending from work and, you know, I'm bored and, you know, start opening up the apps. Just like, it's so easy at the finger (laughs) to start swiping around. And I've had a lot of fun throughout the time for whatever reason and still keep in touch with the people, you know, and it's almost kind of fits a little bit of that, what I'm looking for, where it's like not a constant relationship where you're, you know, seeing each other all the time. So it's not exactly where I'm, they're here and I get to go out with them, but it's when I go, you know, or travel or when I'm alone or whatever, then I can see them and I have a little, so it gives a little bit of that balance. I don't know. I, I just like adding that to the mix and I like all the cultures and yes, I, Met a few in Portugal, but you know, back to the height. (laughs) 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 I don't remember Uno. Yeah, and so you know that was a challenge. I like some Portuguese men. I have like some Portuguese men in my day. I love the Portuguese language. I love the Portuguese men. Height's not a big deal. It's not as big a deal for me, but I'm only five five, so you know. Well, yeah. So after a couple of those interactions, and I was just like, okay, maybe not, and so I just kind of started meet um, expats and socializing in other ways and kind of filling my cup, the social cup in the other ways. But I had a lot of fun. I feel like everybody's going to Portugal these days. Every every time I turn around, somebody's like, I'm taking off for Portugal. But yeah, but it was fun. Well, yeah. So went on some dates, got taken around um, the city and uh, I was in Porto um, and yeah, did some kissing and, you know, kind of left it at that. So. Then it came back to New York. Then it came back to New York. <laughs> and the heat, the blistering and heat the again. Heat. And, I was and, like, and I was like, oh, I met this great British guy and everything's going great. And we had just a summary of him, I think. <sighs> I mean, I, I, I did. I would have been surprised if he would have been like a big one, because let's face it, I was just out of a long term relationship. And I do think I had my guard down and I was not I wasn't remembering what it was like to date in New York City and the way that this kind of all spun out and ended was like whiplash for me it was it was such a hard reminder of like oh yeah this is dating in New York City and it's a minefield out there and you've got to be careful so gotta have thick skin uh, gotta be a certain time of the month no you gotta have a thick skin you gotta be ready for the fact that a lot of guys will be Mr. Like Prince Charming for three weeks, maybe even a month or whatever. And then totally the whole situation could just flip on you. But what was kind of a, a mindfuck about this one was that everything is great for three weeks. I dropped off the dating app. I was spending all the time with him. I don't even remember how many dates we had. And I did not want to sleep with him that quickly because I was honest with him. I was like, I'm just out of a relationship. And I really... I got on the dating app thinking, I'm going to go on 10 bad first dates. I'm just going to get out there. I'm just going to put myself out there. I feel ready. I'm emotionally processed everything. It's hot girl summer. I'm going to do this. It's the end of summer. And I want to just like have dates. And I didn't expect to meet somebody that I click with so well. 
And then, but I told him, I was like, I wasn't expecting this. It's a surprise. I need a little time before we we sleep together. And then we go to sleep together (laughs) and come to find out he has a contagious, not permanent, but a contagious STD. And (laughs) oh God, that would have been it. Oh, this that would have been it for many, for many, for many. I actually, I had a, I had a girlfriend the other day who I told her the full story of what happened. And she's like, girl, why did you not run away? At that moment, well, it sounds scary. You're, you're thinking about their sexual history, right? Like, yeah. Oh, just, and just just for context, this, this guy is he's around fifty, you know, and it's also a surprise, I guess, at our age as well. But I I don't know, like I, I guess it's still possible if you're single in the city at any age, you can pick up plenty of things because the city is just full mm-hmm. of stuff. But I wasn't it's expecting it. It's a melting pot. It's a petri dish. It's, yeah. Melting pot <laughs> equals petri dish. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I guess I wasn't expecting it because, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it was naive on my part, but he's a little social awkward, a little nerdy, a little soft-spoken, Sexy. you know. Yeah. <laughs> STD. Oh, come on. He, he had a British <laughs> accent. No, but here's the thing. So the difference between me and Jen, I tend to like nerdy guys. I mean, the guy that I have a date with tonight, he's got a PhD and two masters and he's a professor and like, you know, so like I tend to go for nerdy intellectual guys or artists. That's, that's totally my type. Then he, he checked off those boxes and also European and, but yeah, I just, I didn't expect it with this guy, but the more I started to find out about him, I was like, is this, is he a player? You know? And he, he had to contact a few people to try and like figure this stuff out. And it was just, it was wild. So yeah, I proceeded forward. Although a lot of my girlfriends were like, I mean, I told him, I straight up told him he was expecting me to. He said, you're taking him for the team. <laughs> I took one for the team. But here's, here's kind of why this is what went through my head. Cause he did text me after I, he, he said, thank you for handling that with such grace, right? I mean, he waited right until we were about to sleep together also to tell me. He didn't tell me beforehand. And it was a hard, weird, awkward conversation. Imagine you're in that moment, you're about to go there. And then he decides to tell you right then. His timing could have been better, right? Whiplash. But I handled it apparently with grace because in his text message later, he said, he thanked me for that. And he said, I can totally understand if you don't want to proceed. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I left him a voice note so he could hear everything. And I just said, I, I'll be honest with you. If it was herpes or something permanent, I, I would be conflicted right now. I, the only other time in my life I, I encountered, I, I, herpes came up once for me before, and I didn't even like that guy very much. So that was a non-starter. Uh, I just like didn't move forward. But in this case, I told him I would be conflicted. But because I liked him so much, I don't know. I still, I still might have proceeded if it were herpes. I don't know. People, people feel really differently about this, though. People feel very differently. But apparently more than half of us have herpes. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And like the statistic and, or that we've had it. That right. almost, like the percentage goes up. I don't even know. I don't even right. want to, like... It's 80, 90, whatever that we've had right. or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but I don't know. I also I think it's to, like talk contextual. To... Like if yeah. you're in the situation and that comes up and you really like somebody, I think we all, there's so much shit that comes up in your forties, you know, that are like used to be deal breakers and that are now not, it's not that we're That's desperate. True. I want to no. hold that yeah. ground. It's not yeah. that we're desperate. Yeah. And and I will also say, I'm going to fight this one. I will also say it's because we are a lot more easygoing. 
I feel that um, we're a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Who knows if the dating pool has anything? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think, think we're chill. We've been through we've a been lot through more a lot. trials exactly. and tribulations. Yeah. Our Serious degree of now. stress now yeah. of what and how we handle things. Exactly. And our adjustment. And then also that I'll say it like our love life doesn't become like, it's not our top priority. Yeah. Because there's other things. Well, we were talking about this earlier when I was saying I was reading this article about the trials and tribulations of midlife. Like we all have a lot of other problems, bigger problems, you know, and or more serious jobs, you know, or we're helping out with our parents or, you know, whatever. It We've may be. all had our own health scares that have come we, up. We have our own health had biopsies exactly. or something. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think, yeah, oh, no, fuck. no, exactly that. Anyhow, I don't know. There's, it, it can be confusing how we want to fill our cup with those other things. And then like, and I, then you get it and you're yeah. still like, oh, wait a minute. I think they're but meant for learning lessons. Yeah. This no, I don't was want to leave everything lesson. to like, was, he was God my learning put lesson. you in front of him for, but you heard the saying what, you yeah. know, people are in your life for either a reason or a season no, or whatever for sure. it is. Yeah. That's for sure. And that's how I see what happened with this guy. So, so three weeks, beautiful, great. I got swept up, you know, my guard was down. And, and then after he told me about the STD, um, and then he also started to have a lot of work stress it got really weird for two weeks. There was like this, the very distinct vibe shift that I was just feeling like all my gut, my senses, his, maybe it was the medication. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, he did go to the doctor and have that shit frozen, but I mean, that was painful, but you know, but the bottom line, I, I, was, the cry- I was the cryo that was like, I know going through his pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just still can't believe this happened to me. This story. Maybe it was the rash that yeah, was making him too. become a different person. He said it was also a lot of work. I was taking his energy down. <laughs> <laughs> it was also, according to him, a lot of work stress. And and so his communication started to become inconsistent. His level of affection with me became inconsistent. His planning, like his... He wasn't planning dates, really. I was planning things, and he was oh, like, shoot. So, this so, is like, welcome to... Dating in New York. Yeah. yeah. Like, even like, without the STD and... Post-COVID. Exactly. Like, so he just he just kind of turned on me, and the communication was really bothersome. I was doing a lot of emotional labor, giving him a lot of benefit of the doubt, even though my gut instinct was going, something is really, really off here. And so when I got the updated text message, so I checked in on him after the second follow-up appointment from his first freezing off appointment. And he told you me- hung in there. I hung in there. Oh. I was still hanging in there because he was still- And you were asking him, how the- I know, I know, <laughs> And the thing is, is like, I was hanging in there because he was still showing up and having dates with me and still making that time. And which I know you've said is like, doesn't matter. But to me, I was like, oh, well, he's, I, well, he's still making up, time despite the fact that he's so stressed out at work. And it's, you know. it's, an only, it's only because I want somebody who's, this is a post yeah. re- relationship, post my past is I want somebody who, and it's all through a realization of, of dating other people and going through these, you know, the pros and cons uh, when you have that, like actually, yeah. instead of like, conceptualizing in your head, what do I want after yeah. this relationship? Right. I think it's all different in the head, the real reality of it. So it's going to change all the time. Yeah. It's going to change after every date. It's going to change after every, you know, micro relationship. It's going to change as we grow personally. We had a different job. We have a different yeah. situation. So it's not like it where it was pre forties where 
those life changes and those milestones were, and those relationships were kind of longer term where it was like almost like after three, uh, like four or five years or something longer where we adapted how we think. Now it's like, it could happen in a few months and it doesn't mean that we don't know what we want or we don't know who we are yeah. or anything like that. Cause I still get that. And that really triggers me as like, oh, you're still figuring yourself out. I'm like, no, honey, you know, this is not, you know, eat, pray, love or whatever. <laughs> like I know, I know that I, I know who I am. I'm adapting as each experience changes yeah. me. And these, you know, post-relationship dates, dating, micro relationships or whatever, you know, what have you kind of teaches us what we want and those going back to the list, but, or more so I would say our boundaries. I love that you're saying that because that's exactly what I've I've been going through in this last week since that ended. I sat down I'm like, oh, I didn't really go through the actual list of characteristics or deal breakers that I have. I haven't, I haven't thought through how I want to intentionally date at this stage of my life. And I think I need to. Well, I feel like yeah. that we know those once we go out. <laughs> well, <laughs> and yeah. then we, well, so I mean, we have fun how, along the way, you view, know? That's how I view this guy. I'm like, okay, he actually whiplash. It was like a big smack across the face. It's like, girl, did you really think you were going to get out of a two and a half year relationship and just ride off into the sunset with a Prince Charming on his white horse? No. No, because you're you're in New York City and you're dating here with the interesting right, uh, somebody right. who fits the interesting. Yeah, and oh, here's I, the interesting exactly. That's, <laughs> that's my problem. I go for interesting men always, and and so yeah. So you know, I just got swept up, and then I'm I actually I feel grateful to him. I feel grateful to him. So end of the story. What happened was so he got all weird for like two weeks or whatever. We were we this whole thing was about five weeks. I think it was a little over a month. And, and, you know, he started coming up with shady excuses for why, like some event he told me about, I couldn't go to and why he couldn't come to my friend's double birthday. birthday first. And right. then, oh, actually you have something. So now I have something actually, right. instead of double booking, it was actually oh, I need a, pers- oh, I need a personal assistant, you know, it's like, cause I can keep up with all my events. These, these two events that he had. Right. In the last three months or whatever, right. that by then you've known him. Right. <laughs> so it this, all happened. At this point, yeah. Who, you need a personal knows, assistant. Who knows what's going you on need- with this guy? There could have been other women in the picture. He could have been just deep in sh- shame for the rash or work stress. Doesn't matter. Communication got really sketchy. He started acting sketchy, inconsistent. So by the last time he told me that the rash wasn't all gone, it had to be another three weeks and all this stuff. And wow! Is and all like this, all this other trying stuff to push you away. Up. I don't know. I believe is he trying to test you. Oh, it's a test. Maybe, maybe it was a test. <laughs> oh, you lost a test. I know. I, <laughs> I think I passed another three weeks. I think I passed. Well, no. So my response. You were to supposed him, to be able to handle he, he, his list. He, is he wants somebody to wait for him for yeah. six weeks to yeah. be able to be oh, intimate? And then after, and then after waiting six weeks, Jen, that's when he would come in with, "Oh, actually, I lied. It actually is herpes, but I've been testing you this whole time." Jesus. To see how much of a limb you're willing to go out on for me and anyway after that second text well the second result would be hilarious my response was pretty cold if only that was the closure (laughs) i am not the only one there were other girlfriends around me i was like are you sure it's this type of rash he said it was are you sure it's have you ever seen it yeah, no, of course not. We so yeah, yeah that, was that would thing. that would actually you know be what? a real turn off, right? One, if you haven't even been into one it woman I know who's a doctor. Rash thigh. One woman mm-hmm. I know who's a doctor, who is a friend of a friend at the, my friend's birthday party that he didn't come to. She goes, Girl, before you ever sleep with this person, ask for those test results. Tell me you want to see the test results. 
I'm like, how sexy is that? I trust you so little. I'm still going to sleep with you, but I don't trust you. So I want to see the test results from your doctor. <laughs> but well, that's kind of big. I like think about that one, Jen. I, I was mean, in a longer term relationship when okay. a, when a rash came up. Okay, and it ended up being, you know, from wetsuits, surfer, the wet shorts, and everything like that. So it was a fungal thing. However, immediately, and he kept bringing this up, like, and you wanted to go to the clinic. Immediately, I was like, let's go to the clinic. You get tested. I'm going to get tested. Like, I don't want you around me. <laughs> like, no. Well, first of all, is, are you doing something? I don't know how far we were in. We were maybe in like six months to a year, something like that. Maybe it was about a six to eight months, right? And we immediately went to the clinic together. We got tested. It was all clear. And they said, yeah, it was like a fungal thing and stuff. But it was hideous. It was really hideous. And I didn't have any problem with doing that because it was only, it was like, but I was also really early 30s. And I felt like I was trying to like, it was my safety. Yeah. You know, it but was also, my it safety. It wasn't an STD. It ended up not being an STD. Exactly. Yeah. But when I looked at it, it was in the upper thigh yeah. and it was. That's where his it is. was like. It could have been a similar rash because this one, the one that he has is like not always an STD. Children can get it. You can get it from pools and bodies of water. And stuff. Well, this, it was yeah. growing. It was continuously yeah. growing and climbing up. And oh, gosh. yeah, no, it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, I was not afraid to like, and he kept bringing it up later. Like, and you want it, you thought it was herpes and you want to go to clinic. I was like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, did yeah. you see how it looked? I should have showed you a picture because it was raw skin and it was really large, continuously growing. I mean, we got to take care of ourselves. <laughs> right. So, so, like, so why? Here's the thing. So, so the one woman was like. So rashes are okay. We both accepted right. that. <laughs> I, I accepted it. And, but the one woman, the one so, woman at this birthday party was like, girl, and here's a funny thing. I, Jen, I told him, I said, I haven't told any of my friends about this. That's your private stuff. I've just told them. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I was like. I told them I'm being very good and just taking my time sleeping with somebody after my breakup and they feel all very proud of me. A <laughs> reality is all my friends know because this is like, how could I deal with this? I, I needed support. I didn't know how to, I did not know how to navigate this one. This is, this was a new one for me. Yeah. And the, the, the woman at the birthday party, who's not even a friend, she's a friend of a friend, but she's a medical professional. She's like, you need to get the test results. And I was like, okay. And then my other friend who's wouldn't be wrong. Wouldn't be no, wrong. I agreed. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And then my friend whose birthday it was, she said, girl, what are you doing dealing with this? Like you, you don't need to deal with this. This is like too much. Like you did. This is no, she was, she couldn't even believe I was still continuing with this person. But anyway, when the second three week wait came up and he wrote me this long message, really long text message about all the, you know, how pissed off he is and all the, like all the reasons why he couldn't come to the birthday party and everything. I just, I just wrote a really short and sweet message. I was like, Hey, that sucks. You know, sorry, you're dealing with all of that as well as your work stress. I hope things go better. And he never responded. And that was, I think eight, nine, nine days ago, he never responded. So I like, so he's done. So I you, got, you, that, you got, yeah. you added more to your list. I did. This. I consider that getting ghosting, but I, maybe not. But anyway, Right after that, I decided to double down on, on the dating app, but this time around, not get so wrapped up in one person so quickly. And I've For also, sure. and I've also taken the time this week to really start thinking about what I'm actually looking for. Like what are, what are the actual things like being more intentional, but that, that's 
probably for another podcast. But but in the general sense, on the higher level sense, what you're looking for is a relationship. I am. But I actually what have you're it looking on, for. On, yeah. I'm now on Hinge. So I got off Bumble because I Bumble was really annoying and everybody told me to get on Hinge. And and so yeah, the Bumble that there's like the 24 hour time period you gotta write somebody. So I'm on Hinge, which also feels like there's a much bigger dating pool of people on Hinge. It's kind of wild. But I actually I have it listed on there. I'm looking for a life partner. But I but I put a paragraph, a little like two lines below it where I just said, but I know that it takes time and work. Right. To like to find out if a person yeah. is the right person. You like, but I, I have on there I'm looking for a life partner. I think okay, so I think my what am I what am I looking for? That question that always comes up either like first, second, third, or even in the yeah. DMs, right? And I hate that it's like mainly focused around dating apps, right? These yeah. are conversations, but that's the world we live in now. So I think I was for a while like, oh, what's the easy answer to say? Love. I'm looking for love. I'm looking for yeah. love. Yes. But I think that can come about in different ways too. And I feel like that might be ambiguous and ideal state would be a relationship, but never living with somebody. I think I'm just more like, I just don't want to have, I don't know, but I'm flexible in how I know that it's going to take time to get there, but I'm flexible in how that comes about because that's expecting, I think from the get go, we expect things that based on a level of investment, but you have to build that level of investment, especially at this age, because we've been through so much. And a lot of these things are either, what are we, are we lazy in dating? Things are not worth it. Me, I got to pay for babysitters, you know, other people like you got to, you know, figure out, like get ready, all, all this investment of whatever it is, time and all the effort. And it's got to be worth it each step that you're investing. And from the get go in the first maybe few months and definitely first few dates, it's even though this person seems attractive, we've all been like either catfish in some way, shape or form, <laughs> like, oh, these pictures are old. I'm yeah. guilty of that. I know I have yeah. a level of anxiety yeah. um, over that, but it, not in the catfishing, but you know, I've been catfishing. Like once. how often do you yeah. update your pictures? Like I just, oh God, yeah. you know, I'm changing all the time right now. I come up bangs. Like, do mm-hmm. I need to update it? Because yeah, I'm going to show up. <laughs> I'm like, I show up in bangs and they're like, somebody walks out the door. Like, you never said you got your bangs. Like, you know what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I have mine that. connected to my Instagram, which I update yeah, regularly. Mine, I have my child and I don't want oh, that. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. All I have on my social profiles are, I mean, connected yeah. to my LinkedIn. You know, stay away from my LinkedIn. (laughs) The last dude who tried to write me like some dating app style message on LinkedIn. I was so offended. I was like, this is LinkedIn. I saw somebody, okay, from Bumble. I matched with somebody a while ago and they, I saw that they looked me up on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I went back and I said, did you look me up on LinkedIn? And they're like, I'm not sure. Maybe I do that. And then I was like, Whoa, you know, and it was so funny because Why, whoa. Do you Google people? Oh, I I go into full on investigative mode. No, only I only did that <laughs> once after and I asked I was like, What's your last name? And after I thought that I was dating a married man, I had to investigate. I was mm. like, Ooh, lesson, let me ask their last name and then I'll, you know, pretty early on let me do that. But then when I asked that dude for his last name, it felt intrusive. It felt a little early on. But mm. anyways, I've you know, done, like I said, I've gotten very skilled. I've gotten very skilled at finding out the last name before like Park Slope Dad. So so the one guy I've been talking to, just based on like 
what school he went to and vaguely what interest industry he works in, I was able to. But he, he has a he has okay. a fairly unique first name, so I was able to fully Google okay, him. You're one of those. I I'm one of those. Yes, exactly. I'm an investigator for sure. I mean, my friend Melissa and I we we laugh about this. They're like, "What do you mean you don't know that information? Can you just find it out from your regular?" You should skills? start charging for that. <laughs> There's a lot of people who need that. So so I was able to find out his last name and find out all this other stuff. So okay, good. I got I, one for I, you. I, I like that. <laughs> I I've been able to find out. You know, yeah, a lot. Yeah. I know one a quasi last name that I need to investigate. Okay. <laughs> That's probably fake. It's a safety thing. Um, it's a safety thing. Yeah. Anyways, so okay, there was that lesson. Yeah. You can add to your list or your boundaries exactly. and all of these things. And I so, mean So yeah, so that's probably a future episode though. Like now I'm trying to be really mindful about dating. And I do feel like it's the first time I'm dating in my forties. And it's that things have changed. And so I do have to, like you said earlier, we, you know, we, we change kind of what we need over time and I'm realizing I'm different. Even, even after, but even after 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 the pandemic, even after the pandemic and now being in my, like getting into my mid forties and after my last relationship. And then after this one month thing, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really having to reevaluate that, but I'm, I've been doing it. I'm thinking it through and I have four dates with four guys in the next four days. And I think it's okay. It doesn't mean that we don't know who we are. I don't know what we want or mm. anything like that. It's sometimes I've gotten that when I've been abroad and I've done like, you know, some kind of fun social activity and the yeah. people ended up being younger in their twenties and they're like, oh, so you're finding yourself, you know, post-divorce or they're like, oh, what brings you here? Blah, blah, blah. And it's not that I'm like, well, I got a divorce five years ago and blah, blah, blah. You know, like I don't, I don't like bring that up as like my, de- my your, identity. Your eat, pray, love. <laughs> I, I just, it, they, they pray, they, they, they pry and they pray. <laughs> Sorry. They, pray, they pry and ask questions that lead to those responses like, oh, what about your husband? But, you know, like, because the expectation is I know. from a 20 year old, oh, what are you doing here by yourself? I'm traveling alone. What a bitch. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. what the, I'm having some fun. Oh. You see this beach? That's why I'm here. Like, I'm, you know, working remotely. And, yeah. and then they're like, oh, what about, are you married? No. Do you have any children? Yes. Okay. Where are they now? Blah, blah, you know, and so it leads to those. And then I answer and then they're like, oh, so you're out here finding yourself and stuff. No, I'm not. I found myself. <laughs> I I'm found in Portugal. Myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm on a beach in Portugal. Yeah. I am not lost. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, I deliberately booked the trip here. I'm like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't crying drinking a bottle of wine <laughs> when I booked the trip, trying to look out where I'm gonna look at the stare at the ocean right. and be like what you is what's my funny? Life? No, what's I hilarious, know. Jen? What's hilarious? I have found also because I also travel alone, and there's something about a woman traveling alone that makes people think we're on some mission. Like I went to Tulum and I did a yoga retreat in Tulum by myself a number of years ago, and yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was single at the time. I had quit a job and had a short window to take a trip, and I mm-hmm. didn't have friends who were available, and I wasn't in a relationship. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to go to Tulum. And I took a, one of those tours, like to go nearby. I took a bus tour, you know, to whatever. And I met this Italian guy who, you know, he's also alone and he starts talking to me 
And he has a girlfriend and he made that pretty clear within the first 30 minutes. And I'm like, that's cool. Oh, but- they usually do that within the first 30 seconds. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah. it was within the first 30 minutes, he like does drop girlfriend in the conversation. I'm like, that's fine. But we're yep. both solo travelers and yep. he's just chatting with me and we became buddies yeah. for the I mean, day. I love that. It's, that was fine. It's clear. It's But then, you know, he's like, oh, so you're from New York City. And he's like, you know, finds out how old I am. And he's like, oh, so you just like. You're just here traveling by yourself in Tulum, you know, hoping to meet your Prince Charming. And I'm like, what? Why? Why does it always have uh, to be yeah. this story of I'm a single woman and I'm doing something to find myself or to find like love or whatever? I, I mean, for the record, no, I was, I was doing a yoga retreat. I'm really into my yoga practice, my spiritual practices. And I'd always wanted to go to Tulum. Now, a couple of days later, my neighbor, who was a Spanish guy at at the retreat, did slip his number under my door. But, you know, that was just like a fun thing. That was yeah. a fun story. His name was Javier. It was like, it was cool. It was like, there's just a very funny thing that happened, but I wasn't looking for it. But there's that expectation. Single women traveling abroad. You weren't looking for it. Did you get it though? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. The point of the story is I was not looking for it, but a hot man named Javier did slip his number under my door during that trip. But, but again, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. When I've, I've traveled abroad a few times on my own, I went to Costa Rica. I also did a yoga retreat there on my own too. And there's something about a woman traveling alone, especially an older woman I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the fact that you called me an older woman. <laughs> I did not call myself an older woman. <laughs> I mean, some girl that's not in her twenties, you yeah. know, who's like out there on the party circuit or something. Right. It's, it's such a stereotype. Well, so I made this clear when they said that. I was like, no, I found myself. And, you know, I felt the victory on that. And they're just like, oh, (laughs) she snapped back really quickly. But anyways, yeah. So, I mean, okay, we're going to wrap things up. So I feel like there's still like more on like hot girl summer. There's so, I don't know. I feel wrapped up with my hot girl summer. (laughs) Yeah, Or like. I no only, hot girls. Non-hot girls. No. I mean, I. but you know what? I did start seeing this person during Venus in retrograde. So apparently it wasn't oh, supposed right. to there go was anywhere. That. There was Venus in retrograde and all these other planets in retrograde. There was a retrograde. moon or something. It was, it was apparently every almost every planet in the sky was in retrograde. So I'm going to blame it on the planets. I'm going to blame it on the singles event. That was <laughs> <laughs> that. All in cost me $100, even though $25 oh, entrance and God. with, you know, some older non-ID check. Yeah. And yeah, but I, you know what, actually, so it was a non-hot girl summer, but I had an amazing summer in Portugal. I yeah. took some time off on work. I laid out on the beach, napped. You looked and, great when you came back. You were yeah. so tan. I really well, recognize you. Like, um, just, yeah. And Everybody is so extremely nice. And I just had an amazing time. I met people from all different types of sorts. Some expats, you know, Americans and, you know, some dates had some really good. One guy I call Mr. Portugal who tried to change the the stigma of Portuguese men. Oh, man, there's more on that. Okay. So I gave him the stigma of that so that I could have a good date. But anyways, more on that. But anyways, I had a good summer despite that, but it was a non-hot girl summer. I didn't walk away with any walnuts to stash for cuffing season. So I've got no nuts in the stash. (laughs) Which is why we're both entering cuffing season. Like, well, I'm, I'm dating actively, but no, but you know what? 
my hot girl summer, kind of like yours. Like I learned a very good lesson. And come on, if that was my rebound, what, what what better rebound? I didn't end up sleeping with this person. We didn't get that deep in that it's gonna like you know destroy me. So yeah, we did have some beautiful dates. You know, there were some great bike rides and some like wonderful fun dates and lots of laughing. But I got a good lesson on going into cuffing season very intentionally and mindfully. And yeah. That was okay. That was, so we both got okay. good lessons. I didn't. I don't, don't have any insights on mine. I'm going into cuffing season. The, the weather's getting colder. We've got, got some chill. I've got four dates in the next four days with four guys. <laughs> I put on a long sleeve. I put on a jacket the other day. So we're going to go into fall and winter. Which I mean, this is all new to me with you know the weather and like these change completely of attitude. So. Yeah, I don't have any insights. I am still just starting. Let's wrap up. <laughs> Non-hot girl summer. I don't know if we'll have a part two or anything like that, if there's more to add. But there are more experiences out there. These are the longer terms. But anyway, so stay tuned, follow, and let us know what you think. And we'll see you next time. And good luck to you on the beginning of cuffing season. <laughs> <laughs>